when I say social selling doesn't, it just feels transactional to me. It's not to knock social selling. I mean, if I treat social selling emphasis on the word selling as opposed to emphasis on the word social, mm-hmm. you know, if I am social, selling will be an outcome of it because we'll have established trust in one another. Whereas if I use social because it's how I'm going to get at you to sell you something, that's transaction. We absolutely love that. One of the things that we say all the time is build relationships, bring insights, be a resource. The sale will come when the time is right. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. I'm Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, who's joining us today? I'm so excited. This is like having sales royalty today. We have Daryl Prale from VanillaSoft, which is the premier inside sales tool that is making even remote sales teams be incredibly effective during like virtual selling. And it, I mean, it, he's got the magic software SaaS product. And just, I met Daryl, well, he's been like in my vision, apparently in the green room, I probably met him in Chicago a few years back and didn't remember because he, we were at the same event, but um, really fell in love with him as a human being, as a sales professional, when he interviewed me around um, Outbound about a year ago or so. And I am just obsessed with what he's doing for sales and in the sales industry. Daryl, welcome. Share a little bit about you. Oh my gosh. I'm here with Bill and Bryn, kids. You're jealous, aren't you? I know you're jealous. I am here with <laughs> Bill and Bryn. All right. Uh, as Bryn just said, I am the Chief Revenue Officer with VanillaSoft. VanillaSoft, of course, the industry's most established sales engagement platform. If you want to make more calls, social touches, emails, outreaches, whatever, in the right cadence, with the right frequency, with the right urgency and persistency, you should check us out. We'll trip your pipeline. That's the, uh, that's the pitch, the one and only I'll make the whole show. Um, but yeah, so this is what I do, kids. I, uh, I joined VanillaSoft oh, three, three and a half years ago as their chief marketing officer. And, uh, and it was fun because, you know, we didn't have the massive funding that some of our competitors have. We did less than 1%. And social became the way that we established ourselves as a true contender. So I'm looking forward to today's conversation because I definitely have some opinions. So let's get into it. Great. We love opinions. So Daryl, we ask every guest on our show, what does making sales social mean to you? Okay. So in the green room, kids, they told that that Bill said, I might ask you this question. And I was thinking to myself, well, what would my answer be? Because it's, see, my first reaction, when you say make it social, make sales social, I, I think relationally. That's where my mind goes. It's about establishing a rapport with prospects you're trying to connect with, people whom you truly believe your solution, your offering can impact them and empower them and help them achieve their goals. And instead of pitching, it means connecting with them where they're at, the pain they're enduring, the, this, the moment they're at at that moment in time, the challenges they're incurring, their, their goals, their growths, their objectives, their aspirations. And so when you make it social, you connect with them as a 
social media, whether that be a LinkedIn or any other, you know, medium such as maybe a clubhouse or Twitter, it's just a vehicle. In the end, the vehicle is designed to connect with them one-on-one and have a healthy exchange in education and just rapport, rapport building. That's what it means to me. I'm sorry if it's kind of vague, but that's, I, I go social and I think literally just social, social engagement as opposed to social selling. I don't like social selling because that's got, um, that just feels transactional to me. Interesting. Mm. You know, everything we teach is around building relationships, providing value, bringing insights, being a resource. So we, but we see that as truly social selling the right way. But yes, you're so, right. Yeah. I mean, when I say social selling doesn't, it just feels transactional to me. It's not to knock social selling. I mean, if I treat social selling emphasis on the word selling as opposed to emphasis on the word social, mm-hmm. you know, if I am social, selling will be an outcome of it because we'll have established yes. trust in one another. Whereas if I uh, use social because it's how I'm going to get at you to sell you something, that's transactional. So mm. we, we absolutely love that. And, and one of the things that we say all the time is build relationships, bring insights, be a resource. The sale will come when the time is right. You nailed it. And, and this is my one lament that I have for so many sales professionals today. And then one of the things I try to coach over and over and over again, play the long game. Social is not about doing the transaction right now. Can I talk to you tomorrow? Can I have 10 minutes of your time? And the end of those 10 minutes, I'm going to ask you to sign a PO. That is, or, or hi, Daryl, am I opening pitch to you? Hi, Daryl. Um, I see we have a lot of connections in common. Can I talk to you tomorrow? Can we discuss quarterly business objectives? All those stuff. It's not. We help companies you. just That's like you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, what, so, what I say is the we have connections in common is the is the the LinkedIn version of hey come here often. And 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 I think what I got from what you said is where is your emphasis when you're talking about social selling? Is your yes. emphasis on the social or is your emphasis on the selling? And too many people now are emphasizing the wrong thing, for sure. Simple example. Okay, so Daryl works at VanillaSoft. You don't hear me, and this is very intentional, going out and saying, VanillaSoft, 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 VanillaSoft. You hear me saying, where does my target audience live? Well, they live in the world of sales. Well, okay, what the problems they have? Oh, it's opening, it's discovery, it's objection handling, it's asking for the deal, it's, it's price you know, handling, it's uh, multiple channels. I suck at social, I'm afraid of the phone. That's where I live. And that's where I, Daryl tries to live. And then eventually they go, you know what, Daryl? I kind of like you, I feel like I trust you. They always knew I was at VanillaSoft, I never hit it. Then they'll come back and they'll say, can you tell me a bit about VanillaSoft? I think you might be able to help me. Boom, let's talk, let's have that conversation. Mm-hmm. That's why it's the emphasis on social. It's relational, it's trust. And that brings us, you're kind of segueing right into the into the second question, which is is what you're teaching your clients in the in the sales world, in the traditional sales world that helps helps them at the, the top of their pipeline. I'm gonna I'm Come. gonna actually bridge it to one more thing. Okay, go for it. Which is you know, a, a, well, and although you guys do all these things, there's a lot of phone conversation, cold call outreach what they're saying there that you can transition and use what has worked in that cold outreach potentially to warm it up or use it on social. So how do you bridge like the phone scripts and the cadence in the non-social world to the social world? Uh, What we tell our, both our prospects and our clients as well as just the community as a whole is you need to understand how buyers buy, right? So how buyers buy is whether you 
reach out to them via phone or via email or via a, a warm referral. God bless referrals, right? They're the best. Yes. Or they hear yeah. about you just through organic, you know, SEO. They just, they just Googled a pain and they find your name. It doesn't matter how you get into that top of funnel. Mm -hmm. The first thing they're going to do, because again, it's always about managing risk and managing, secondarily, managing my time, my calendar, my diary, is they're going to go and they're going to Google you. They're going to Google, in my case, Vanilla Soft, or they might Google Daryl Prail. And then they're going to go to LinkedIn every single time. And they're going to go and say, who's this Daryl Prail person? And they don't just say, who's this Daryl Prail person? This is what they're doing. They're going, okay, let me just do a quick snap, you know, quick skim of their profile, their history. So I understand if they have experience that may be applicable to me that I can learn from them. Okay. Who do we have in common? Cause if Bill and Bryn know Daryl, then he's probably a good cat. I trust Bill and Bryn. Now let me look at some of their recent posts. Is Daryl just liking like, 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 and not actually contributing to the conversation. Okay. Daryl's not really using social media. Daryl's more transactional. Doesn't mean it's true. This is what they think. Right. Or they're seeing posts, they're seeing opinions. They may not agree with my opinions, but they respect the fact that I have well-reasoned opinions. Okay. Based on that social presence, they're going to then make a decision whether to respond back to that phone call or that email. That is right there. Now, if you do a social outreach for the first time, maybe you're doing just, hey, a connection request, they're going to do the exact same thing. So if you truly want to drive your top of funnel activity, you need to be packaged for lack of a better word. That sounds so cliche, so consumerism, but you do need to make sure that you handle, you anticipate all the objections they may have, all the reasons they'll have to say, no, this person has no value. No, I have no time on my counter for this person. I don't see why I should give this person any of my, my time. So you need to do that. So what we tell our audience is add value. So how do you add value? You add value by you creating content that actually helps them succeed. You add value by participating in conversations that presents another point of view that hadn't been considered or builds upon a conversation that's already taken place so people can better understand it. If you're doing that, everything else you're doing will have a 10x impact. That's how the world works. If I ever, as a buyer, if I ever decide to accept your overtures and actually have a conversation with you, it's because all of that due diligence happened on my part first. And in fact, what may have even happened one step further is that I thought I might like you, I accepted your connection request, but then again, I played the long game and I sat back and I watched you for three months or four months where I finally bought in and said, fine, you have time on my calendar. Mm -hmm. So what I tell our audience is you need to be busy in social media. And the other part you need to understand is it's incumbent upon you to build your own brand and your own reputation, not hiding behind your employer or not expecting your employer to do it. So you own your own street cred, if you will. It, it's better than the question we asked. So something that Bill and I talk a lot about, it's kind of this, this two prong that what you're talking about is earning the right to get the call. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so there is, um, you know, Keenan. Uh, I know Keenan well. Okay. So gap selling. Yep. Um, we have, and he knows I've gotten permission for him to actually not even have to say his name every time, but I feel obligated to do this. He talks about the mastering the ask offer ratio. Yep. Right. So we ask you for, you know, 30 seconds to, to read a message or three minutes to read a blog post or five minutes to watch a video, or even like, 30 seconds to come look at my profile to accept my connection request. 
At the end of that, you've got, you know, you have these reactions, which is what we've added in. There's either a bait and switch. Yes. Like this is where we took his ask offer ratio, right? So yep. they're going to get either like, the, you know, that that's these messages that we're getting, right? And that, or you just cut, click through content and it's really features benefits of your products and services, not value. There's neutral, which is excessively frustrating because it doesn't move the dial but it doesn't hurt your reputation, but it doesn't help move them closer to your solution. And then there's compelling, which is anything from I accept your connection request to I react to a post to I comment, right? And so, you know, you talk about being very, very active on LinkedIn and being out there a lot. And I agree, we agree completely. Just try to make as much of it as possible compelling that it gets them to at least comment or react or say great post or, or you know, um, accept your connection request because there was such value in that. So I absolutely love what you were saying. I just kind of wanted to bridge that back to what we teach because I think that's completely aligned. I want to build on what, what Bryn just said, give you even more context, okay? So if you're the number one brand in a category, you're Coke, all right, everybody knows who you are. So if you're just you know doing the bait and switch, I'll endure it because I, I want Coke, I need Coke. Therefore, it is what it is. You're a means to an end and I'll discard you after I'm done. I just need something. Uh, Salesforce.com might be a better example. I just I just need to talk to a rep to, to do something, all right? Because that's what no I No one got fired for hiring IBM. Exactly, right? Now, if you're a contender, you're a known contender. So maybe you're not Salesforce.com, maybe you're pipe drive, right? Well, then you can be neutral. Because you still have your organization still has a good enough reputation that I'll I'll go fine. You're not really adding any value, but you're not, you know, slimy. So mm -hmm. therefore, fine. If you're neither, which by the way is 90 plus percent of every single company in every single world, you absolutely need to be adding that value so that I am willing to take that risk on you. So you figure it out. Are you a category leader? Are you a contender? Though you you can afford to be a little more sloppy, but if you're not, then mm -hmm. you better get your your together, so to speak. Excuse the language. Yeah, yeah. And and what I was going to add, and it goes right along with what with, with what you're you're saying, Daryl. Because I think you said something. You said they perceive you as. So they yes. look at your profile and they perceive you as. Listen, perception is our reality, and each mm -hmm. person's perception is their individual reality. So I think what we have to do as business leaders, as small business owners, as sales professionals is look at our profile from an outside point of view, mm -hmm. right? Look at it from that other person, that OPV and say, how am I being perceived here? How are they perceiving me? Because if I'm being seen as a bait and switch or worse yet, if I'm being perceived as just, nah, people are going to pass right over us. And we have to separate ourselves for mm -hmm. sure. It's so funny because, you know, cliches are cliches for reasons, right? Because usually they're, they're grounded in truth. Mm -hmm. So the classic people buy from people. So uh, here's an example. I was at VanillaSoft maybe three months, four months. And I finally got, you know, my head wrapped around everything we did. And I thought I understood the audience, everything else. And I went to the CEO and I said, okay, so I've, I've, I've got a plan. And he goes, okay. And I said, uh, a couple of things. So here's the plan. He goes, okay. I said, first off, only you or I speak. No one else in the company speaks. He goes, okay. Because uh, that makes for sure the company brand is on message. Mm -hmm. 
I said, next we have rules. And he says, okay, what's the rules? I said, because uh, I said, you're the good cop because I'm going to be the bad cop. And he's like, well, why are you the bad cop? I want to be the bad cop. And I said, well, A, you're too damn sweet and nice. You don't know how to be a bad cop. But B, I'm going to say stuff. I'm going to stir the pot. I'm going to agitate to spark conversation. Sometimes I will take it too far and I need good cop coming in to play cleanup. He's like, okay, I can do that. I said, third and last, I said, uh, we're going to invest more money in promoting Daryl Prale as opposed to Vanilla Soft. And then he stopped and he stared at me and he goes, so I'm already paying you a healthy salary and I'm gonna pay you to promote yourself. And I said, I know. And you're thinking somebody's gonna come along and scoop me up after I have some success doing this. He goes, well, kind of, yeah, I got some money invested in you, Prale. And I said, people buy from people. Mm -hmm. I will always be vanilla soft, but people buy from people. Therefore, we need to invest in making sure that whether it's video or public speaking or whatever, that I'm adding to the conversation and I'm, I'm making deposits, I'm adding value. Mm -hmm. And that the, the, uh, the ask ratio, exactly as you put it, is minimal, one in three, one in four, before you can actually make an ask. So I'm gonna give content, content, content. Eh, hey, you guys should join me at this webinar we're putting on, you know, ask. Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay, now I'll give my CEO credit. He was willing to trust me. Fast forward a year, and we were at a trade show that we had been at the year before. And the difference in the two years was like night and day. It was, you know, decent traffic the first year. It was, oh my gosh, calling reinforcements. We can't handle the traffic for the second year. And he turned to me at one point and he goes, you're a rock star. Now, my CEO is a bit of a smart When he says you're a rock star, usually he's being condescending to me. And then, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. He goes, no, 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 really. He goes, they're all coming here because they all have heard about us on social media. Mm -hmm. They want they want to learn more. He goes, this traffic isn't about advanced emails we did to drive traffic. This is about reputation. He goes, this is very apparent, very clearly. So he got it. It took a year, give mm -hmm. him credit, but he got it. So we had defined roles, a very clear objective, and we were very intentional about it. So people buy from people. That's the long and the short of it here, right there. You're here because we love Daryl Prale, who works at Vanillasoft, right? There you go. Yeah. yeah. We're and not interviewing the company. However, we're happy we know actually the company you represent is phenomenal. So we're happy to talk about that, but not because how phenomenal the company is, but because we love Daryl Prell. So that's exactly Isn't, right. So this is the irony. Because you build up trust and rapport on social media, people grow to, to like you and, 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 and appreciate you. And because of that, then they're more than willing to advocate for you on your behalf and talk about your company and do those word of mouth referrals. And it's all because they think they know you and like mm -hmm. you and value you and your contributions and who you are. Mm -hmm. That's the irony. Before they would never promote you, mm -hmm. but now they know you, they will promote you. That's the beauty and the irony of the whole situation. Yeah. It's really about credibility is and, and another famous Keenan saying, he talks about, you know, he'll take credibility over relationship any day. You know, you have a relationship with someone, yeah, they'll go play golf with you. But if you have credibility with you, with them, they're going to call you at two o'clock in the morning when they have a problem that they know you can solve. Yep. And for, for our listeners who are mainly individual sales professionals, we, we have some, some larger companies to watch, but understand what Daryl's saying. When you just go and share your company content, that's okay. But when you can share your company content with your personal point of view, with your thought leadership, with your experience and expertise, it's going to go so much farther because you're going to become that rock, that rock star 
that people are going to look to and it's going to develop credibility. You know, what we say all the time is, is no like and trust is, is, is true, but attract, teach and engage is what creates no like and trust. Right, Bryn? Yes, right, Bill. To me, that that's like the cornerstone of everything that we do. Bob Berg, you know, in, in Endless Referrals coined people do business with people they know, like and trust. In today's remote world, how do we get to know them? I apparently met you or probably met you in Chicago <laughs> a couple of years ago, right? In today's world, it's really hard to get to know people. So social, particularly LinkedIn and now Clubhouse too, right, is a great place to get to know people, right? But so, but how do you get them to show up to know you? Like you can walk up to someone in a networking room and shake hands with them. They can come to your trade show booth and and meet you and have a conversation your your networking room your trade show is linkedin today right so how do you get them to walk up to you to shake your hand you have to attract teach and engage yeah. and let me just build on that because we talked a little bit about the whole are you a category leader or are you a contender or are you at the rest of the world as in, in a, you know people buy from people they know love trust respect everything else okay remember how i, I began i said we had like less than one percent of the funding of my, of my competitors so how did we establish a brand for Vanilla Soft? We did it simply using social media and doing exactly what Bryn and Bill are talking about. We added value. We mm -hmm. contributed to the conversation. That's all free. So if you're sitting out here, you're bootstrapped or you're like, oh, my competitors raised hundred million dollars. We've got two. How do I compete? I can't be the, they're gonna outbid me everywhere. There'll be a platinum sponsor at an event. I'll be an exhibitor in a lowly little booth, right? They're going to be paying a PR agency and appearing everywhere. I can't do that. The list goes on. How do you compete? Ironically, social media is the great equalizer because yeah. there it's just people being people, right. all right? You can't pay people to physically go and see. Isn't that Bryn? Bryn is awesome. Have you talked to Bill? Bill's amazing. No, people form their own opinion. It costs nothing. Nothing. So good. So good. And and when you're looking at, at people's profiles on LinkedIn, you can't tell one from another of who is the who is the rock star and who's not unless you're looking at their at their their content and their content's gonna gonna determine that and what value they're they're sharing. So th this has been so so good. We could probably go for another half hour, but they kick us off the channel. So, uh, so Daryl, thank you. This has been fabulous. How can folks stay in touch with you? LinkedIn, of course, that's the easiest way to go. Um, so check me out there, or you can check me out on Clubhouse or Twitter. On those two platforms, you'll find me under the handle Opinionated, O-H-P-I-N-I-O-N-8-T-E-D. But uh, just LinkedIn, LinkedIn's nice and easy. Fantastic. Well, hey, thanks so much for being with us and thank you all for watching. Remember, we're here every Monday at noon Eastern time with Making Sales Social. Bye, Daryl. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much. What a pleasure. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.